When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back and I'm not recording from my car this time. It's a miracle. I just got back from the park. I took a nice walk and then I did a little run, even though I didn't mean to run because my ankle has actually been giving me some problems. Um, I don't know what I did to it. I th I'm pretty sure I heard it doing yoga, which is weird <laughs> to say because yoga is supposed to be like not a thing you get injured doing, but I, I had my ankle in a weird position and I felt something happen. And then ever since then it's been bothering me a anyway. So I wasn't going to run, but then the urge to run just overtook me because I love running. And I was like, you know what? Walking's boring. I'm going to run. And I ran and I'm actually fine. My ankle feels fine. It was hurting a little when I started. And then by the time I was done running, it felt okay. So maybe I did the right thing by running. I've been trying to rest it and haven't been running, but that's not good for my mental health because running gives me the endorphins that I need to get through this crazy time of my life that I'm in. So anyway, that's my story about what's happening right now. And sorry, um, I'm wearing like my Nike jacket. I'm going to try not to move too much because I got like my windbreaker on and it's a noisy coat. Um, but I love a windbreaker because I'm not really a fan of wind. Anyway, so what I want to talk about today is platonic crushes. I was thinking about this lately because there is a phenomenon in my life where I will sometimes get like a little bit of a crush on someone, but it's not a romantic crush. It's very much not that. And I've noticed that it happens, and I'm not sure if this is an autism thing or a neurodivergent thing in general, but it could be. So I'm just going to talk about it and see if you guys know what I'm talking about. So I know that us as autistic people can sort of have a tendency to get like very interested in certain people, right? Now... There are different degrees of this. I know I did an episode before where someone had wrote in when I did a, that listener stories episode where someone wrote in and told about um, their experience with limerence, where it's sort of like you get like highly interested 
in a person and almost to like obsession point, um, which I don't really like the word obsession that has a really like negative connotation to it or like makes it seem like the person's like scary or something, which I don't think is the case. I just think that sometimes as autistic people, like our brains grab onto a thing, right? And it doesn't want to let go and it wants to know all of the things about the thing. And this is an ADHD trait too. Um, I think a little bit different flavor with ADHD, but like along the same lines, right? So, but I do get these like platonic crushes sometimes where I'm like, I'm not romantically interested in this person, but I just, I think they're so cool and I'm like interested in everything they're doing or they like inspire me or I like get excited to know more about them. If they post on social media, I'm like, Ooh, what did they post? Like that sort of thing. Um, where I have that kind of going on right now with, with a couple people who I know who I'm just like, I'm excited about them. I'm like, they're so cool. They're so, they're doing such awesome things. And like, you know, I don't know what it is about that, but it, it's a little bit, um, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit confusing sometimes because it's not like I even necessarily, like have an interest in like pursuing a friendship with the person like if it's someone who I don't really know too well or it could be somebody who I don't know at all like it could be a social media person that's happened before where I get like super obsessed with someone's account because I just think like what they're doing is really cool or who they are seems really cool and I'll just like consume 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 their content um there is one person on TikTok that I have a legit crush on, <laughs> which I love Gray. Gray is not going anywhere. I'm going to marry Gray. Gray is the love of my life. But there is one person on TikTok that I truly do. I like have a crush on this woman. If you like watching videos of people cleaning things, if you are a clean freak like me, um, this person's account is at JT Mobile Detailing. She, her name's Jessica and she is a mobile detailer. Um, actually she's not a mobile detailer anymore. I think she still does some of that, but she opened a detailing location in Long Beach, California. So she's not that far from me. And I'm like, um, I should go have her detail my car just so I can be like, what is up? Anyway, Gray was like, you're not doing that. <laughs> Cause I told Gray like, oh my gosh, I love this woman. She is so hot. Uh, she is my, uh, you know, um, she's my equivalent to, you know, that video that people have been posting. If you're not queer, you might not be in the loop on this. So sorry. But the, the video of the woman who's chopping wood, if you know, you know, I Y K Y K this woman who wears like a wife beater. She's clearly a lesbian, but she's very, she's very like a femme butch. She's like a very mixed bag of like masculine and feminine, feminine energy. And she's like chopping wood. And it's just, the, that's all the videos are is her chopping wood. And it's like, it's, it's good. Like it's good queer lesbian content. Right. So this, uh, mobile detailer lady is my equivalent of that. Whenever I watch her videos, I'm like, Oh, I just love her. She's so hot. Anyway, that's my rant about um, romantic crushes. And you're allowed to have those, right? Even if you're with someone, I'm committed to gray. Somebody somebody else can catch your eye. That doesn't mean you're going to act on it or like that's anything bad. We're all human, right? Ooh, this is going to be a very tangential episode. I already can tell because that just brought me to another thought. 
of Gray and I just started watching this show on Peacock. Gray finds all of these random reality dating shows for us to watch. I I don't really like reality shows that are just like watching people's lives. I don't know. I could never really get into those unless it was the Osbournes. I don't know if you guys are around my age. You remember the Osbournes when it was Ozzy and Sharon and their kids. That reality show was perfection. I actually wish I could go back and watch that one. Ooh, and Girls Next Door too. That was one that I watched too back in the day. Um, but anyway, another tangent. Sorry. I'm, I'm very, it's cause I just ran. I have all the energy <laughs> just like skipping around from topic to topic. It's all related, right? So gray finds, but I do like the reality dating shows. I like love is blind. I like, um, what's the other one? Um, oh shoot. I can't remember the names of any of the reality dating shows that we've watched lately. Damn. Um, I don't like The Bachelor. I don't like when it's like one, let's like a bunch of people vying for one person. That to me, I don't know, something about it icks me out. I just don't like it. Um, I think I don't like seeing people get their feelings hurt and stuff because that always happens on those shows and I'm, I don't like it. Um, anyway, so Gray finds these random reality dating shows for us to watch. So the one that they just recently found on Peacock, it's called Couple to Thrupple. So the premise of this show is that these couples go on who are interested in finding a third. They're interested in like testing out polyamory and they bring in all of these singles who are interested in joining these couples. And we're only on, I think we just got done with the second episode and the drama is already starting to go. I don't, I don't really care for like the drama side of those shows, but you know, it's going to happen because that's what a lot of people are interested in. I just like the dynamic of, of those shows. I like watching, it's like the human behavior part of it, right? It's like being a fly on the wall to all of these other people's kind of lives and experiences and thoughts and feelings and it's really interesting to me when you sort of like sit and watch things unfold and people's reactions to things and the way that people cope and the way that people approach different situations it's all very it's like I'm not super interested in sociology as a subject but like when it comes to I guess that's my way of being interested in sociology it's like looking at these real life experiences of people and like mostly in romantic settings because that's what these shows are always about. Um, so anyway, couple to thruple is so far it's pretty good. Um, I feel like some of the drama is kind of like, I don't know. I, I think shows like that sort of play that part up, but either way, it's a pretty good show. It got gray and I talking about like, um, polyamory and, you know, that type of lifestyle. And if we would ever be okay with that sort of thing. And, you know, we've had open conversations before. I think we might've talked about this on a Patreon episode, actually, uh, Gray and I about how, you know, we both kind of understand that it's human nature to, at some point, if you're going to be with someone for the rest of your life, you guys are both at some point going to have attractions to other people. Like, 
little crushes here and there, it's not a big deal unless it like crosses a boundary. You know, if you, you know, it's very different for me to be like, oh my gosh, I have such a crush on this TikTok lesbian who details cars. Whereas it would be different if I'm like, oh, I have a huge crush on this person who I work with and I interact with all the time. And, you know, we talk to each other and, you know, what if we hang out outside of work or, you know, then it like starts going too far. But, you know, you're allowed to see people as attractive. You're allowed to have crushes, all of that. Anyway, we both fully understand that, which is why I can talk openly about my crush on the car detailer lady. And Gray has crushes on people too sometimes. And it's harmless and it's fine. But what I wanted to talk about was platonic crushes, and it got onto this whole rant about other things that are loosely related, but it's fine. Um, But the platonic crush, do you guys know what I'm talking about? And this can be kind of like a tricky thing to navigate, because if this is a person who you know or interact with in real life at some times, or converse with online or whatever it's a person that's in your like real life circle I guess is what I'm trying to say um it can be weird because it's like I don't really want to seem like I'm obsessed with you I don't want to creep you out I don't want you to think that I'm like too excited about you as a person but I'm not sure if I'm actually coming off that way ever or Or if that's sort of just like something that I'm afraid is going to come across because of things that have happened in the past. Now, when I was growing up and I was like entering my teen years, I was like pre-teen slash teenager, like middle school age sort of, um, maybe even like as young as fifth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, I that's when I started sort of having the platonic crushes that I can remember, right? That's like the earliest I can remember sort of kind of like, I don't even know if I'd want to say idolizing somebody, but it kind of is that. It's kind of like you put this person on a pedestal. You like, you think they're so cool. When I was younger, it was like, I want to be like them. Now that I'm older and I'm like settled in who I am as a person and all that, like, I don't get that part of it. I'm not like, ooh, I want to dress like this person and do my hair like this person and talk like this person. But that's kind of how it used to be, honestly, when I was younger and I was still figuring out who I was, you know, when you're a preteen or a teenager and you're kind of in that adolescent awkward phase of like, who am I? When I would get these like platonic crushes, it would sort of morph into that. It would morph into like, oh, I kind of want to be this person, not really be them, but like embody what they have. And sometimes people caught on to that. And I, then I would get made fun of. There was one girl who I really thought was super cool and I kind of let people know it too much that I thought she was super cool and then people caught on to kind of what was happening with me sort of sort of copycatting this girl you know because I just thought she was so cool and I wanted to be cool like that and I didn't know how like I think that is a very autistic thing growing up where 
especially as a girl, I think as a female autistic, someone who was born and raised female, um, we very much are um, interested in our identities, right? At that age, we, we want to fit in. We want to, you know, be, you know, we have all these people that we're supposed to be aspiring to. At least it was when I was younger, that's how it was. It, it was the late 80s, early 90s at that time. And that was kind of like a rough time to grow up to, to be honest, because there were so many weird slash unrealistic, unattainable expectations for women and young girls at that time. The culture around everything was just very odd in the 80s and 90s. I'm glad it's evolving so much now for for girls who are growing up now. But anyway, I digress. So there were times that I got bullied and made fun of for like, oh, you, uh, you're obsessed with so-and-so. Oh my gosh, you're such a copycat. Or why are you talking just like her? Why like, oh, are you in love with her? I got that one a couple times too. Are you in love with her? Which it never was. Like, yeah, secretly I was a lesbian. It's even secretly to myself. I did not know that at the time, but it turned out I was. But that's never what it was. It wasn't romantic. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I want to be with this person as a girlfriend. It was just like, she's cool. And sometimes it can be on a boy too. I've definitely had platonic crushes on boys or on non-binary people. Um, you know, and it just sort of comes and goes like it never stays forever. It's never a thing that's like, oh, I've had a platonic crush on this person for like my whole life. Um, you know, it's sort of like it might come back again. It might wax and wane for the same person, but I think like, to me personally, to be someone's, uh, like an autistic person's or a neurodivergent person's platonic crush, I would be honored because that means that I'm probably pretty interesting. I would feel that I would feel like, oh, that I must be interesting. I'm like, there must be something about me that someone thinks is like really cool. So all I have to say, like, if you're my platonic crush, feel honored, not creeped out, please. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to keep being platonically crushed on certain people. There's one person right now in like my real life who I'm platonically crushing on. And I'm just like, you're so cool. I think you're great. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. There are celebrity ones too. I get that too for certain celebrities. You know, a celebrity that I have had a long-term platonic crush on is Alex Honnold. He's my favorite. He's coming out with a, there's like a new documentary series about him doing something. I saw the trailer for it the other day. Gray showed it to me because Gray is also well aware of my platonic crush on Alex Honnold. I call him my man. I'm like, oh, that's my man. Not because I'm attracted to him or romantically interested in him because I'm, he's a man obviously and I'm gay, but also like just not but I just love him. I just think he's so amazing. The things that he is doing are amazing. If you haven't seen Free Solo, that is my absolute favorite documentary in in the entire world. And I've watched it like 4,000 times, like a proper autistic would when they love something. And 
you know, I think he's great. He's having babies. He has a wife now. He's having kids. I think everything he's doing is just amazing and awesome. And see, this is what happens. I could go on and on and on about Alex Honnold and all the things he's doing because I'm platonically super crushing on him. I just, I think he's amazing. So that's that about that. I just wanted to get on and talk about that because I was on social media earlier. What sparked this thought was the fact that I do have like a, a, like a friend, a friend crush on someone right now, uh, in my life. And I'm just so excited to, to see everything she's doing. And I thought, Hmm, you know, this happens to me sometimes. And I wonder if this happens to other people, other autistics, other ADHDers, or maybe it's not even, like I said, maybe it's not even a neurodivergent thing at all. Maybe this happens to everyone. I don't know, but I don't know. I need to poll some, uh, some regular brained people about this. Um, not that our brains aren't regular, but they're not, let's be honest. They're not, which I'm happy about. I don't say that in a negative way. Our brains are, our brains are doing great. Us neuros, us neurodivergence. Um, yeah. So anyway, and I did, I made the announcement Finally, guys, did you see it on Instagram? If you don't follow on Instagram, you probably didn't see, but the big announcement that I teased on a recent episode that something was coming is that I'm starting another podcast with a friend. Her name is Courtney, and she is on the socials. She has quite a big following. She is a content creator. Her name online is Courtney ADHD. You might follow her. You might know about her. She has pink hair. She has a bird who sometimes uh, is with her in her videos. Uh, He's very cute. And she and I, we live in the same city. We've known each other for a long time. We used to do Ariel together. That's how I met her. And we just sort of like have been on and off in touch over the years. And we decided to start a podcast together. So it's going to be... Um, for sure on YouTube. And I think also we're just going to publish the audio. So we're publishing video podcasts on YouTube, but I think we're also going to publish the audio. I think so. It's just like a straight up audio podcast. I don't know, but it's coming soon. It's been like months in the making. You guys, we recorded our first episodes like several months ago, but life has been so busy and crazy. And we were both going through kind of big transitional periods that it's been lagging on getting put out there. I told the Patreons months ago that this was happening and the Patreon subscribers have probably been sitting there like, where's the podcast that Melissa said she was making? (laughs) Um, But it's coming. It's really, really close now. And I'm super excited. I'm really excited to be working with Courtney. And this podcast won't be going anywhere. Um, I'm still going to be doing, oh, that's just my autism. Our podcast, Courtney, and my podcast is going to be very different from this. It's a very different style of podcast and just a different vibe. But I think you guys will really like it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, It's going to be called Keeping It Weird with Courtney and Melissa, and I'm just really excited. So I'm going to put links to our social media to that in the show notes as well this time so you guys can start following and get the news when it publishes and goes live, which, like I said, should be really soon. So anyway, 
I love you guys. Thank you so much for all your support. And uh, personally, I'm just, I'm hanging in there. School has been a lot. I'm just putting one foot in front of the other (laughs) these days. And I'm like, just keep on keeping on and just hoping to God that I don't burn out. (laughs) It's just, I'm just trying to prioritize my self-care and really just make it through. You guys know how it is with our neurodivergent brains. Things can be twice as hard and it's really easy for us to burn out. So I'm just, that's just the goal. Just don't burn out. Just don't burn out. So any tips you guys have for avoiding burnout, I would be uh, stoked to know. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. That's the only announcement I really had, except I'm really sorry that I have not published a Patreon episode in a little while. I think the last one Gray and I published was in December. I don't know. We definitely missed January, but we will make up for it. We are posting soon. Things just have been a little bit wild. I know you guys know. So, and I know you understand and I thank you and I love you. And anyway, that's all for real. I'm going to let you guys go now. I got to get going too. And I'll talk to you guys on the next one. Sorry for all the rambles today. That was really, really rambly. Anyway, okay, bye.